Kayanos, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You're welcome one more time. And for people following us online, you are welcome in the name of Jesus Christ. The amount of outstanding testimonies that we get directly and indirectly from people that come in contact with our materials online both by audio and by visual and by words and all kinds is is amazing sometimes when you also look at um, the negative side of things like social media you will be tempted to abandon it altogether but maybe for the sake of some people that are truly hungry for God that will be without hope sometimes people will just chat us from the Caribbeans that we are the one pastors with Status from countries that uh, is from the map that I have read it. I didn't know it's actually existing. And then they will tell us that is what they are getting from here that they are using to disciple their people. Amen. That means our job and duty is a very critical one. Even if we want to stop now, we can't stop because a lot of things is, is in danger it's not about us, it's not even it's not a revival hub, what is the revival hub now? it's just a platform albeit a, a strong one but it's not limited in that there are people that will never get to meet me in this life but I might have affected them more than you that is sitting before me There are people that, how, however long I live on earth, maybe 60 years or so, after I lived and died, they didn't meet me physically, but I would have affected them more than I affected you sitting before me. That's how some of us are here too. Some of the people that affected us through the books they wrote, they are no more there. There's a particular man that, that affected and is still affecting me especially from 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 pre covid fact, from 2019 i can say from the way the man speaks that his congregation is not big you can know from the way he speaks that his congregation is not big and as I began to read more and more of his books, I noticed that his congregation went from being small to being bigger and bigger and bigger. But at the end, it, it wasn't that big. 
Because if he if he is that big, he would have been counted in one place or the other. But if you ask me in my own opinion, he is one of the greatest teachers of the Bible that ever lived. That's my opinion. Because there are many that we don't know. But if you ask me in my opinion, I, I will rate him in, in these five fingers. I will, I will add him in one. I know you want me to say the name, but that's not the job for today. In Jesus' mighty name. When you read his books, and that is even my point, when you read his book, you are reading his life. So he's not just... Maybe one of these days in Bedpanks, I, I, I promised to do a teaching. I studied my scripture and I found out that there are seven judgments of the teaching ministry. Seven judgments of the teaching ministry. And you will understand why somebody like me will be in pursuit of such a thing because um, <laughs> actually my first calling is to teach. If you have met me in the village or ask my mother that is sitting there from my teenage age. Before I was 14 years, I finished my Bible thing two times. When did you finish your Bible? Yes. In fact, you know village church now? It's not, uh, if you are not there, you are not there. In village church, to make it to the adult class something more serious must have happened I made it to adult class as 14 year old so and it was me my mother and some other teachers that were teaching I was the youngest teacher in Sunday school <laughs> amen but um, you know the rest of the story if you don't know, no problem. That's not the journey now. You see? There is something that man is pursuing. This particular man I'm talking about now. There is something he's pursuing. If you are not pursuing the same thing, if you read him, you will not even follow where he's going. Many times it is the case with some people that listen to us. If you are not pursuing what I'm pursuing, if you are not pursu are you with me? Yes, if you are not pursuing what we are pursuing, it will, it will seem as if some of the things we are saying is not really some of the time you can even say it's a big thing. It's not big. It's just that it's not in your realm. It's not big anything. If it's big, why we younger why should you even understand it at this age or do you think that being 50 years makes you to know bible more is it not the holy spirit that opens the bible to us if you ask him as a 17 year old will he open it okay i want to know and all that if you are in pursuit of the same thing you will pan for certain kinds of words is it not true it's only certain kinds of words that will be a fountain of living water. 
those kind of words is like the words of Jesus. It's like give me to drink so that a well will come out. Those are the kinds of words. If you hear it, it digs a well. You know that kind of word. You know that kind of word. When you hear it, it, it doesn't leave you. You go back and start searching on this. What does it mean now? If you heard something that made you to search, it means that that thing dig the well inside of you. So that if you dig that well long enough, what will happen? From that same thing that you heard that made you to go and search, something that is living will spring forth. Tomorrow you will talk to people. You can be saying any, anything in this life. There, no, no matter what I'm teaching, there are some things that are standard. <laughs> huh? And because of what I'm pursuing, of which I want you to pursue, especially if you're a, a younger minister, a young minister, or any minister at all that want to get it correct, People have asked me, what's the secret of... Should I say it? What's the secret of delivering fresh messages every day? Have you, has it not occurred to you? You think he's reading a new book. <laughs> well, that's one of it. Knowledge, knowledge is foundational. Say after me, knowledge, knowledge. is foundational. I was discussing with my wife what she taught yesterday. Because I told you people yesterday as she spoke, when I heard her, the spirit of revelation pointed two things to me. Told me a hand now. She said something. Me, I thought that she would push that direction. You know, I was discussing with her. My wife is my wife is very intelligent. So I knew that something is bothering her. But she has not come to the point where she can communicate to you what she is experiencing. Are you seeing it now? Uh -huh. So, it takes somebody that is also pursuing that place or has passed that road, of course, with the help of the spirit of revelation, to be able to understand what is happening there. You, you are there now. You don't hear anything. And this, my brother, came to that bus stop again. How I wish my wife is It's the same bus stop. That means people in pursuit of the same thing were bothered by the same thing. You, you didn't know now. So, what are you pursuing? <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? It's the same thing, the same thing. Chimobi came today and came to that bus stop. That bus stop. I don't know if I should go to that bus stop or leave it. But let me... <laughs> <laughs> there are two things they showed me that bus stop and the other one that I showed you people of which I did not even finish anyway but I delivered the burden I don't need to finish all my teaching you can't finish all the teaching in this world that's why we have many teachers hello if not God will call one teacher all of us will sit down me too I want to sit down and be listening because one person, well, everybody will be, will be teaching. No matter what you teach, by the time you are on your deathbed at 95 years old, hey, you will remember that you didn't teach John 3.16 well. <laughs> I'm telling you. Now. I was going to Portacourt one day and I put a, I was listening to Derek, Derek Prince. Derek Prince, I was listening to him. Just put it on 
on the this thing on the car and I was listening to it and he made a profound statement. He he was speaking about the I think he was speaking about the I think is it three or fourfold work of the law. He was talking about the fact that the law had duties, what the law should achieve. He was thinking about talking about threefold. But before he made that he made that statement, he he made that teaching, he made a statement. He commented on the fact that it took him time, almost at the tail end of his ministry, for him to understand actually what the gospel of God's love and God's grace is. You see? It's not, it's not as if he has not experienced it and doesn't know to a measure, but he said, when he said that, you would have easily said, yeah, we that know it. He said, no, calm down. That, um, there is a way God works. He begins to open you up to the things that are more important to you in the present emphasis of your journey. One, and in the present emphasis of his labors. If what is most important to what God is doing on earth is prayer, it's not as if prayer is the only thing to know. Hello? But prayer is the most important thing to what God is doing. So no matter what else you are teaching or doing, he will finally drive everybody to that prayer. Because that is what we achieve what he's doing. Are you following me now? So he said, when God began, he said, had he been, he had the same exposure that we have now, he would have even known more. If you me so far, say Amen. What is in types and shadows in the Old Testament is tangible and real in the New. Let me say it again. I know you didn't hear it. What is in types and shadows in the Old Testament? When I say testament, you will better just use the word covenant so that you will understand. Because I prefer to count, I prefer to stay in the, in the context of covenant so that I will not be able to I will not be wasting time to explain to you uh, the Old Testament of the Bible is from here to here, wherever you think it is so my, that's my job maybe another day we explain we do that hmm? for example where did the Old, Old Testament stop? Dr. Chukunya huh? huh? So he said Malachi. So how many how many of you the Old Testament stopped in Malachi? Oh you people didn't want to raise your hand. Okay, where did the Old Testament stop? He said Malachi, you where? So he said Matthew. Who else? You know where Old Testament Adeze, you will know where. Huh? So let's leave it there. So you can do your research. That's why I'm using covenant. Hello? So that we will not be distracted by somebody that will think on that line, which is not a wrong thing to think, but it will take us away from where we are going for now. So, um, what is in types and shadows in the old covenant is now something that is real. It's a reality now. The reality is what we're handling now. So this is what Paul did. 
Hmm? Remember, how did Moses, how was Moses able to do what he did? Say after me, by revelatory grace. So it will take another revelatory grace to bring perspective to what he received from God. God was showing Moses things and was telling him, build according to pattern. So, it was revelatory. Uh, So, anybody that will have the ability to bring perspective will see what Moses is seeing now, but in the light of the new covenant. Hello? So, if you can't see what Moses is are you getting where I'm going now? Are you getting where I'm going now? Moses encountered that thing in the spirit but was represented in types and shadow. You know what is type and shadow? Doc, you don't know. Let me try and explain to you. Where are you now? At Obete. You know you are in Enugu now, so. Hmm? So, watch. You see this thing here? What's that thing? Is it me? But it's related to me. Am I correct? It's related to me. Have you snapped a picture before? Have you snapped a picture before? Okafo, have you snapped a picture before? That picture you snapped, is it the person? But you can look at that picture and make a lot of judgments about the person. Is it not true? Uh But no matter how much judgments you make about somebody that you are seeing in a picture, you can't come to a conclusive conclusion. As a matter of fact, you need to live with the person. Hello? How many of you? You know this age that is social media... You know, and all that. <laughs> Especially um, Gen Z social media. What is Gen Z, sir? Before I make mistake, eh? What is Gen Z, eh? Generation Z. Now, from when to when? From two thousand, two thousand up. Generation Z is from two thousand. Ah. So that means you are not Generation Z. So the one on top of them is what? Millennials. Is from when? Huh? So whatever it is. But you are millennial. The one I'm looking at you. Many of you hear me. So Gen Z. Gen Z is TikTok. Am I correct? Am I correct? Sometimes if you go to TikTok or some of these social media or even Facebook, you see somebody's picture there on Instagram. You see a lady like this. You say, Kai. This is the person I need to marry. <laughs> Are you following me now? In fact, some of the camera, some of the camera can make the person look more beautiful than she is. There are some angles you will take. There is one. Somebody snapped. I didn't see any spot on her face. Say it's a lie. It's a lie. All kinds of stuff. Huh? I want to ask, is that not a fair representation of the person? It is. But that's a, that's a shadow. That's a shadow cast on a paper. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Uh-huh. 
So even that picture and the original is coming from the same source. So for you to be able to properly analyze the picture, you cannot dispute a picture except you go back and also still see. This is what I'm saying now. Eh? Moses saw original, but he's not permitted. He can't even bring the original on the platform of the old covenant. So he brought a picture for us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Huh? Now, that picture is not what we are going for. When the original now appeared, for us to explain the original, we will now bring the picture. We will now say, this hair that you saw like this is not here that it started. Though. It actually started like this. Are you seeing it now? So this is what Paul did. He took the picture, put it, took the original, put the challenge now is that the original is not in the physical realm. Are you getting what I'm saying now? But the type and the shadow is physical. And because man is in the physical realm, the same powers of revelation that Moses used to bring the type, huh? the same thing is what Paul did to enter and look at the original now and explain to you in type what this type represented in the original. What this type represented in the original. What? Hmm? The two greatest men that ever lived are the ones that appeared on that mountain. There is no type. Even as Moses is releasing types from heaven, he is the greatest type of Christ that ever lived upon the face of the earth. In fact, Moses is the clearest type of Christ. Clearest. From stage to stage. From stage to stage. From stage to stage. Bringing them out of Egypt. In fact, Paul went as far as saying that, we, that they were baptized into who? God Almighty. The same way we were baptized into Christ, they were baptized into who? Moses. So you understand that it is... They, so what Paul did in the book of Hebrews is to take a mirror and put, and the original is standing behind, and he's explaining to us, okay, look at it. This face is this. This nose means this. this that's what he did. Are you following me? Now that I've laid this foundation, now, you will now follow me on the journey. Now you will see, I, I, I believe... Hello? Hello? Judith is not here. If I say this thing now, you will not hear it. But let me try. I believe that in Moses' journey, he stumbled on something that the rest of the children of Israel is not aware of. And the name of that thing is grace. It became obvious to him that the only platform to access true glory is grace. Hello? Let me say it again. The only platform to access true glory is grace. And every other person that walked with God in any generation. That is why I use the word new covenant. The reason why I use the word new covenant is because anybody that attempted to engage God by faith is actually operating the spirit of the new covenant. And that is why the scripture said, we having the same spirit of faith. Hello? And this is talking about the patriarchs. 
We did it in Bible study one day, and we argued about uh, the kingdom of God. And so let me not go there. But the Bible said that Abraham believed, and it was counted. Abraham was Abraham believed, and it was counted for him for what righteousness. He just believed. He just believed. And this is what it is. And that is why the kingdom age is superior, as I was explaining. Is it in the morning or in the afternoon? I've forgotten. Or in the evening? I've forgotten. It is because, okay, I think it's in the evening, that from the time of um, the law and the prophets were until John. Is it not true? But from that time, the kingdom is what? Preached. This is it. God showed me before that there are several things about God that people, once in a generation, God will pick one or two people to exemplify it, to show it. Is it not true? Pick Abraham, pick Enoch. Are you getting the point? Just picking people. Just look at your face. You are handsome. He will pick you. It's true now. Just look at Saul. Taller than everybody. He will pick him. And show some things. Are you getting it? You notice it's random. Sometimes, self, we cannot truly say what is the criteria for God's choosing. In the old covenant, you don't know the criteria. But in the new, the criteria is totally spelled out. Believe in your heart. Confess with what? Your mouth. Whether you are black, white, ugly, fine. Wherever you are from. You experience the same thing. That is the uniqueness of the kingdom. It gives everybody a level playing ground. And that is because grace has now become available. There is something that is about the grace of God. I was discussing with my wife. Is this thing true? He said, uh-huh now. Sorry that we talk like that. Now, I know that the Holy Spirit might not exactly say it that way, but he speaks to you with your own. Are you getting with your own words? He said, uh-huh now. Say, where? Tell me where in the Bible. And I said Ephesians chapter 1. Let's try Ephesians chapter 1. <laughs> Chimobi, the way you are looking at me. <laughs> the way you are looking at me, what did I do? Did I commit any crime? <laughs> Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints, which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Where? Okay, next verse. According as he had chosen us in him before. Oh God. Sometimes I want to bring Paul and hug him. You know, one of the things I needed to do. Are you, how many of you, you are like me? I mean, sometimes my whole desire is to bring Paul like this. Lock him in a room. Me and him will stay for two years. Will not come out. I want to pick his brain. How does he reason this thing? I know you think it's just the spirit of revelation. It works at the frequency of your thought thinking. It's, this is the way it works. Hmm? The questions you ask is what they will answer you. If you ask superficial questions, you, they will always answer. They will give you back superficial answers. 
if you ask deep probing questions some of the time when the, when you ask it i will feel some people you see myself they say Kai, who told this guy to ask this kind of question they will not tell you that this knowledge is not cheap you will not say i feel like fasting for three days that's what it takes to prepare your heart to meet that kind of <laughs> i'm telling you now there are some knowledge i will be trying to access it it's not opening i will travel groan travel 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 after some hours after some days the thing will now open kai just just one word opened it and I'm wondering why it didn't occur to me for the last seven days that is why it's God this thing is open, it's either open or closed listen to me is this Bible open? no, it's closed Do you have anything to say? <laughs> it's only the Holy Spirit that has the power to open a Bible. Only the Holy Spirit has the power to open it. You know what I even found out? He can open for you today. If you didn't behave well, it has happened to you now. You'll be doing Bible study. First 30 minutes is open. By the time you get to one hour plus, Thing don't lock. You will now you are laboring. You just decided to fulfill your quota of Bible study, but you know that the thing has closed. <laughs> How many of you? It has happened to me. How many of you? If it has not happened to you, you never study your Bible. Thing closed. One day I was about to get something serious. I spoke to somebody, gisted small, did or not. The thing closed. The Israelites they got angry. We are telling you serious thing. You are talking with you, man. They closed the thing. I came back like oh God, I wanted to X-ray it. Listen, because when he opened, I wrote some things down, wrote some scripture down. So I felt that I have set it on. Any time I come back, I say I wrote the scripture, wrote the word, wrote everything. I say any time I come back, I continue. I came back. I was looking at what I wrote. It was looking like Greek. I could not even understand. I'm the one that wrote it. I couldn't understand it anymore. How many of it has happened to you? I don't know what is happening. I started begging. I beg, I beg, 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 beg. After begging for long, they didn't answer me. I left it. When I now thought that they have forgotten, the thing now came again. I said, Thank you, Jesus. I wrote, I left everything I'm doing and rushed. I say, What is Is the Holy Ghost that has the key? Many people have read the Bible page to page, but the Bible has not opened because the key is still in heaven. <laughs> after me, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, give me key to the world. Not can open. It's securely locked. It can't open. No amount of mental effort can open these scriptures. It's not possible. No amount of mental effort. In fact, the more you are forcing the Bible by thank God for theological studies, thank God for apologetics, they help us to defend our faith. <laughs> that's, that's not how to open the Bible. We also do our bit. 
That's not how to open the Bible. Hmm? Sometimes if you force the Bible to open like that, you become an atheist. You will teach error. The Holy Spirit cannot be the one that opened the scripture and led you through it and you stumble into error. It's not possible. Errors are products of forcing truths and revelations from the scripture by your mental effort. And my watch, you go. Amen. How can I be saying something like this and somebody wants to... Me, I want to listen to this. Yesterday's session, I went back to listen to it because that thing, that thing, hey, that thing, I want to do retreat with Paul. But he's still here. He's in the Bible anyway. If Paul is your teacher, you can't come and say, I'll finish the Bible. What do you finish? Can't even finish verse 1. Hmm? Show us verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus. Get me a mic. Get me a mic. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Be fast now. Hey. Give to him. Quickly summarize it for us. When I came to your fellowship five years ago, you were the uh, vice president. I'll be what? Oga. Summarize verse one. Tanana. <laughs> because you laugh, Judith. Come and give Judith. Summarize verse one. Is there no mic here? Come and give Judith. It's only a linear band. Verse one. Summarize. Hmm. Go and give Ume David. Let him summarize for you. The man of God. I love Ume David so much. Huh? Mike is close to you. Now, hey, don't waste my time. You have two, Mike. Choose one. Be fast now. You don't know, you don't know your ministry. You collect Mike and explain verse one for me. But he don't know it. <laughs> Are you saying I'm the one that authored Bible? What are you accusing me of? Who authored the Bible? Answer me. Who authored the Bible? The Holy Ghost. Do you have the Holy Ghost? Huh? <laughs> 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 
Okay, tell us your measure. <laughs> Deliver your measure. Let's see. <laughs> That you mean chapter one. <laughs> Ephesians chapter one, verse one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. by the will of God, mm-hmm. to the saints which are at Ephesus, mm-hmm. and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. I want to ask you, I can point anybody now. And if I don't get a good answer, I will close my teaching, and that's what we are going to do this night. Uh-huh. Why should I be teaching when you are not uh, so uh huh continue but the, um, the only thing I'm seeing is that he said Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God mm-hmm. he said that, that well sometimes there are some people confer apostleship on themselves mm-hmm. and um, but this one he said that Paul eh? <laughs> continue continue Apostle of Jesus Christ. Said it has no point to me. <laughs> go and give go and give educate. Go and give educate. He is your manest man now. Do you light? Uh-huh. He, he got it done. <laughs> nah, nah. Bro, I will detain you in this hall. You are not going home. You, you are not doing it. I will detain you. Tell me something from that Bible. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. is an apostle sent to the <laughs> Hey, this morning devotion. This morning devotion and analysis. Come and give Mr. Dogza links. Dogza links. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Daddy, let me try. Okay. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Um, my brother said that that Paul was an apostle by the will of God. <laughs> that's not put to me too. That. <laughs> hey, God. Come and give Chineo Kaf. Chineo Kaf. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Okay. So I understood that he's saying here that an apostle means a saint one. Then I understood that he was commissioned as a servant, or it was Jesus that said, okay, he was in the employ of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he was made an apostle after a consultation of the will of God, according to the scrolls of Paul. So he was the one that could deliver. What kind of the thing I want to hear? 
you will continue where your sister. I know you are you are get, you are becoming proud of your sister. So yeah. hey, that's the kind of thing I want to hear. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. A pastor wife. That's a good thing. So I will not waste this your yes now. You know that time you commented on that matter, I commented your understanding of things. The only thing is that you, you are not strong yet in spiritual warfare. Because this part, the warfare can come and clean out your potentials. And you will not see it manifest, even though it's there. So that's a powerful one. I know you didn't hear it. And that's why I'm going to ask Mercy to tell us what she said and add something to it. Come and give her the mic. Defend the whole Enugu Revival Hub. I say I'm coming to you. If your name is Emekao, if your name is uh, Victory, if your name is Kwekuo, if your name is uh, Jesse, or any thing that is your name, I will, I will come and ask you. Uh huh. From what she said, you reiterate what she said, then add your own. I think the one point from one point from what she said was that um, the apostleship was after the consultation that came from the will of God that's as something that was written. That's correct. From that's correct. That's very what? Correct. Father, that's enough. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you got it. I know some of you, even after this second thing, after this second dose, you still did not, not grab anything at all. Hmm? So what did she say? Okay, she said that Paul's apostleship was as a result of a consultation of the will of God. So what does that exactly mean? Okay, I would from okay, let me say from my own understanding. I think what I got from that was that the first thing was his mean is he was sent. Number one was that he was let me use the word, he was calm down, calm down, so that his word won't leave him. Okay, I think number one was that he was. Let me let me use the word. He was arrested. Like it wasn't. Let me say it wasn't his original intention to actually follow that path, but he was a prisoner of the will of God. So then, let's clap for him. That's a good one. <laughs> Amen. Can we rightly say that it has opened now? Yes, uh, so you can use this and know people who are following you. So one day. If I need somebody to teach, if I call somebody to teach, so that you will not be surprised. That's how we'll be asking questions in morning session. It's not only God checking. Me too, I'm checking. You just answer OP. Or you answer me passenger kind of... You know passenger response? Passenger response. You know passenger response now? Mm. That's what we are saying. That's what we are saying. You need to be thinking deep. No, be you. Are you not a medical doctor? Ha! 
Ha, I need a medical doctor to defend medical doctors. Where is Dr. Chika? Is she here? Where is she? Hey! So, Dr. Sam. Dr. Sam. What they have started, finish it. They just said, Paul Apostle, so. All the doctors in the whole world. Holy Ghost. <laughs> All right. Uh, we started by talking about the apostleship of Paul. Of Paul. Okay. And uh, the other thing is there is that the apostleship is of Jesus Christ. Okay. Which means that descending is is originating from the office of the Christ. That is not the only thing in that verse. He said to the saints. So it's I'm meaning sorry. that there is a specific kind, kind of, people of people that this letter is what? Written to. They just analyze. It's simple. It's out there. He said to the saints. He didn't just say to the saints. He said to the saints at Ephesus. That means there is a, uni there is a territorial uniqueness too. So you can say the saints and say the saints at Ephesus. The saints, Hebrews is different. There is, Corinthians is different. There is always a uniqueness territorially to the saints that occupy it a certain place. Once you do this job now, look at that verse now. Divide it into four. You have finished. Is it not true? Is, you can divide at least into three. Divide it into three. You have finished. Huh? That's how I started learning how to do Bible exposition. Those days in campus. I tried, tried, it didn't work. What I do is that I come to a verse, divide it into three or four. And analyze it in those phrases. Then bring them together. Then bring... There is no way I cannot pick something. God bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. So verse 2, quickly. <clears throat> grace. after me, grace. grace. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Next verse. According as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Paul went back so he can go forward. As a good teacher. Sometimes for you to teach well, you have to what? Go back so you can go forward. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Next verse. Having predestinated us unto the adoption. I don't have time more. Oh. Having predestinated us. So, from this scripture now, you will know where God is ultimately going. Is it not true? This scripture is simply telling you the ultimate target of our faith. Beyond our faith, the ultimate target of the eternal purpose of God. This is where God has been driving at. Man fell, he kept driving there. The Holy Ghost came, he's driving. Grace came, he's driving there. Anoint everything, he's driving there. 
that will show you that he measures the worth of every labor in the kingdom based on how much this purpose, this predestination is met. He, this is where God wants to end. You, where do you want to end? So that's an easy thing to know. According to the good pleasure of his will. Next verse. To the praise. Let's read verse 6 together. One, two, ready, go. There are two things that is here. Okay, let me read one more verse so that I will be able to compare. In whom we have redemption through, through his blood and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of what? His grace. So there are two things here. Is it not true? Number one, the glory of what? Number one is what? The glory of his grace. The second one is what? The riches of his grace. So this, I, don't, I will not explain too much there. But this is the point that my wife came, knocked at the door, knocked at the door. Chimobi came today, knocked at the door. Meanwhile, yesterday, God told me, I asked him, is he, he said, yes now. That Moses interacted with God long enough so that he can stand at this point. And God, at the end, told him that, um, you have found grace in my sight, oh, but the measure of grace you found in my sight can only allow you to see my back. That if you, <laughs> if you see my face, what? You die. He has found out the ultimate pursuit and that the foundation of that pursuit is grace. It's in your script. In fact, Exodus chapter 33 kept speaking about favor and grace, favor and grace, favor and grace. Am I correct? Favor and grace as the foundation of this pursuit. So it's something, it's suggesting something to you. That it is not as if the new covenant came and God said, hey, I want to operate by grace now. It means that it seems as if God has originally ordained that the only way you can see his holy face. Oh God, in all dispensations, God is awful to behold. In all dispensations. In all dispensations. So, he has always planned that there is a way that, that his essence needs to be remodified. So that you can interact with it and it will not hurt you. That basis upon which a man can stand and interface with God. He can't help himself. Hmm? How do I say it now? Are you a man? Like physically, are you a man? Yes, sir. Uh -huh. He can't help himself but be a man now. Even though this generation now, there are all kinds of stuff There is a guy that kept doing plastic surgery and is now like a woman. Say, what is this? Some women we keep doing surgery, keep doing, and then become like a man. I read one story. Are you sure white people are as intelligent as they used to be? Something is wrong. I saw one this thing. 
They said that one young girl is identifying as a dog. This surgery and is moving on the ground. Another young lady that identified as a dog. They now met each other and they are doing whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, what is this? Hmm? One identified as a deer. As, as a deer. And a hunter shot him in the bush. They now went to to court. He said, You killed? He said, No. He said, Dear that I killed. He said, Wild animal. Say after me, a wild animal. <laughs> yes, now. I remember those days, those days, long time ago. When they still physically, they still do it now, but it's not as bad as it used to be. When they physically persecute believers, you know, and all that. So, if they are doing something like uh, maybe a fiolo around, you know, some believers, some, some of those masquerade will be threatening them if you are going to church and all those things. So, one man was going to church that is a believer. So, a masquerade man came and stood before him and was. He dodged. He tried everything. Said, I'm just going on my own. I'm not stopping. I'm just going on my own. The man refused. Huh. So, before you know it, it became a fisticuff. The man took the masquerade on the ground. <laughs> they now took him and they were arguing the case. He said, No more can man man. <laughs> It's a spirit. <laughs> it's a spirit that I hit on the ground. They are saying, he said, he said he's not a human. The Bible, that argument is in the Bible. Oh. With Gideon, am I correct? I think it's Gideon. Uh, that brought down the other. They were saying, let if, let Ba come and fight me by himself. Uh-uh. Is he become so weak that he can't defend himself? Why are you people fighting for him? Allow him. Meanwhile, is that a not a more? you know but you know human beings their standard change according to what they want to achieve okay so what he said in whom we have redemption through show me the glory of his grace verse 6 please just to mention something and we advance to the praise of the glory of his what? Grace. Oh, how do I explain this thing for you so that you understand? The best way I can explain this thing is um, let me still use the same crude oil. A non-distillated crude oil can, I can term it as as glory because it contains every element that we seek. It's just that it is in a compounded state. It's after me, compounded state. It is in a compounded state. Relating it with the riches of his grace, it is like it's the same grace, just that it is no more in a compounded state. It is now in a distilled state. So in that distillation, we already, according to verse 7, we already, the verse 7 listed two or three components of the still state. Is it not true? Said that one of them is what? Are you seeing it? 
So one of the things that grace produced is what? Redemption. One of the things that grace produced sanctification. One of the things that grace is, is also um, forgiveness. Are you following now? Yes, now, that oppression, that, that dimension, that state, let me not use dimension, that state of grace where it is called glory is fundamentally how it operated in the old covenant. Are you now seeing the challenge now? Yes. So that is why Jesus have to come. The reason why Jesus have to come is that through him, the grace of God manifested in such a way that every person can access its component. So in Christ, the grace of God is permanently distilled. Even if it's forgiveness, all you need to do is to exercise faith. Is it easy to understand? I just use this example so that you can pick it. Now, this is what this is what Moses found out. And that is what many patriarchs that worked with God in deep dimension, that's what they found out. When they walk with God, what we go, what we God to a point, they will stumble on a truth that is not common with their age and, and dispensation. How can David say in the book of Psalms chapter 51, take not thy Holy Spirit from where? He's talking about the spirit inside. That means that man know, he knows koinonia. He knows fellowship. He knows, he knows intercourse. Have you read the words of... If you see the kind of prayer and the kind of things that David desire, you will know that this is somebody that has a personal relationship with God. They asked him, out of three things, what should we do to you? He said, let me fall inside the hand of God. God knows what he's saying. Both of them know. The God he's talking about there is not the God that Moses presented to the children of Israel. The God that he's talking about there is the God that is his father. He knows that no matter what your father do to you, at best, it's just to discipline you. He knows at what point to stop. Are you getting the point now? So as he was going, as he was going, he came to that point. David cried, is he not this me that sin? Why are you killing the people? That father dimension activated. It is something he knows. Because had it been he does, both of them know that that's how spiritual things work. If you know something about God, he knows that you know that thing. And both of you can be working together based on that knowledge that two of you have about each other. Are you seeing it now? It is possible that the person by the side does not have that kind of relationship. Does not know. He does not know what you know that that person also knows. And many times, guess what? God keeps that relationship personal. In fact, it's not outsourced. That's the uniqueness of our, our fellowshipping with God. Huh? I can teach you what I know. But I cannot transfer it like that and give to you. No, you have to. When you hear it, you are moved. You can be helped in many places. You can receive impartation, teaching, and all that. But after everything, you yourself, by your will and application, have to also give yourself to it. Is it okay? Yes, sir. Is it okay? Yes, sir. <laughs> so you cannot outsource the knowledge of God. Let me say it again. You cannot outsource. Every one person must finally come and know God for themselves. You cannot outsource it. 
Even if your father is Archbishop Benson in Dahosa, you will still need to know God by yourself, for yourself. Even if your father is Samuel, you know Samuel in the Bible now. Samuel, you will still have to know God for yourself. In fact, many times, this is a deceptional. Many people, either by natural or by spiritual closeness, when you are close to somebody that knows God a lot, that walks with God in a high level, the tendency is to think that that thing that the person knows about God directly means that you too know God that way. It's not true. In fact, the reverse is the case. And you know how, let me tell you how spiritual things, even natural things. Hmm? If a man has honor, everybody that is around him partakes of his honor doesn't mean if the man steps away, you will find out that you have not built anything on your own. That's the challenge. So some of the people that their parents are pastors, their father died. In fact, the ministry died before their father died. I hope you know that your father can be a pastor and talk, and is known, do a lot of things. They will have cars, have branches and all that. As soon as your father died, Including your mother will know that there is no hope. No what? No hope. You can still be preaching. You can still be ordained. You can still be doing many things. It will, as soon as that, it, will take, it won't take time. People will know that you don't know what your father knows. And sometimes it can be one small boy hanging somewhere that was looking from outside. And was able to see and know what your father know. And go with it. And God is satisfied. Are you following me now? If you have me so far, say amen. amen. That glorious grace is what Moses understood. So even though he is giving the children of Israel the law. Him, he is living by grace. Go and read your Bible now. He kept saying, if I found grace in your sight, if I found grace in your sight, if I found favor in your sight, if I found grace in your sight. He is giving them the law and living by grace. He knows that his life is... Do you know how many times he saw God face to face? The high priest appears before the Holy of Holies once and his life is at stake. And Moses is... Sometimes he will appear two times in a day. He will come... Are you not reading the Bible? He will talk to them. After talking to them, God will call him. He will come in again. Talk with God. When he come out, he will come and talk to them and then go back again. If you appear once without having that thing, you will not come out. So there must be something he knew. So when he found out that the greatest way to access the greater thing in God is standing on, there is something he saw, but he knew that that thing is, is too hard to accept. He now notice that by his work with God, that it seems as if he has accessed grace. So he leveraged it for glory. So the purpose of grace is to drive us to glory. Because no man can get there by himself. Have you not read the Bible in the book of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10? Our brother was saying this when he was leading prayer. He said he became for it became him for the same way the scripture is talking the same way in everywhere. When you read this verse now, it looks like somewhere you have read before. 
that is spoken in a different way. The book of Colossians that we read, eh? by him all things we are made, or in him all things consist. Every, is he not the same thing that is said in a different way? So the scripture has one direction, one purpose. The same pillars of truth is contained everywhere in the Bible, only if you can look at it. For it became him. Why did he become him? For several reasons. And I put to you that one of the reasons why it became him is because he is, the Bible said in the book of John, show me John. John chapter 1. Show me from verse 8. Verse 14. Let's read together. One, two, ready, go. Uh huh. Uh huh. We beheld what? We beheld what? The same thing. Glory. We beheld his glory. The same thing Moses has been pursuing all the while. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Let's read the last phrase together. One, two, ready, go. Full of grace and truth. Again. Full of grace and truth. Again. Full of grace and truth. Now that you know this, let's go back to the book of Hebrews. 2.10. For it became him, the same person we read, for whom are all things and by whom are all things what is the purpose of these labels now? Let's read the remaining part together. One, two, ready, go. That's enough. Let's stop there. Moses knew it. He knew it when he matured the ministry that the pursuit is the glory of God. And the basis of that pursuit is the grace of God. He knew it. So what he did is that he leveraged all the favor he had with God so that he will be amongst the sons that is brought to glory. That is the labor of sonship. The labor of sonship is to make every man. The Bible said, for all have seen and come short of the glory of God. They come short there. Are you getting the point? They come short there is not we have the glory and then we fell from it. That's not necessarily what it means. The come short there means that the ability, the capacity, the potential to even uh, be able to attend to the height and possibility of is cut off. So in Christ, that potential is restored. Then the journey into glory is reactivated by grace. The journey into glory is what? Reactivated. By what? The journey into glory is reactivated. By what? The journey into glory is reactivated by what? Let's say it together. One, two, ready, go. The 
The first part I want to show you in the pursuit of the glory of God is the part of brokenness. I wrote down in my jotter here that God must fundamentally achieve brokenness in the vessel of his interest. Fundamentally. God must fundamentally achieve brokenness. Human beings are too hard. They don't know. Human be the selfishness of the fall is too terrible. You don't know, you don't know how much the fall of man affected man. The fall of man affected man so much so that man even learned to pervert what is good, like to handle sacred things of the kingdom and use it for, for his selfish purposes. These are things that is unheard of in the coals of fire that is in heaven. Part of the reason why Lucifer was cast down is what men do today, even in church, even as pastors and, and God. That's how much the fall impacted man. Man fell into himself, self after himself. Self after himself. You don't know what it means yet. It means that man can decide to actually fast in the name of Jesus, but he's fasting for himself. It means that man can decide to journey on this path, you know, become a believer, become a man of God, but he's actually doing it for himself. And that is why in your journey many times, God will allow some things to happen to you so that you will be tried. Tried. One of the ways to know people, one of the ways God breaks your selfishness, is to bring you to the point of brokenness. Brokenness is points where selfishness is cracked. God will use a rod. Show me the scripture. Show me Jeremiah chapter 18. There are two major ways that God achieves brokenness in the vessel of his interest. The first one is dealings. The second one is encounters. Let me try and see if I can make progress. Show me Jeremiah. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise, go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Why can't God tell us what he wants to tell? T tell us here now, we can hear you. Why do I need to leave my location and get to know before you now speak to me? Can't you speak to me here that I am? Why do I need to make that journey? Travis said, go to the potter's house. Because when you get to the potter's house, everything there is a message, is a teaching. Instead of now hearing just, you will never understand that thing that God is telling you until you come to a place where you are seeing it. You say, that one happening there, that one is the pot. That one, that one there now is the rod with which I break. You know it. That's the pot there. That's the hammer. That's the wheel. That's the clay. That's it. That's it. So it means that the potter's house has all the settings for not just molding, for breaking. Because if I kept explaining explanation, you can read five books about what God wants to do in your life. You will never enter into it until you come in an environment. First 24 hours with us. You suddenly found out that you are not ready for your calling. Hello. Say after me. Come to the potter's house. 
reduce the first 24 hours, you suddenly notice that <laughs> I've been exaggerating my prayer life. Oh. Because you look around, you already is a big man of God. And you see people that if they, if they come outside and read the two of you, they can even rate you very high. But you see the young man, he's, he is on four days fasting. On the second day of his fasting, the way he is praying. Meanwhile, you, on your second day, you are dead. Now, but God, you have been telling God, tell me the price to pay for it. He said, go to the potter's Leave. Go to where? The potter's house. Where you call them, say, um, that one is clay. Your job for three weeks is to watch the clay. When you learn the lesson of the clay, say, oh, oh yeah, look at the wheel. The wheel that moves. Look at it. When you finish, say, that one, when it appears, it is the rod that breaks. It means that we have not found what we want. We need to break it again and start afresh. Say, go to the potter's house. There must be a revelation. Because if I keep telling you, you will not see it graphically. The impression that the man gained at the potter's house never left him for life. I'm telling you. I can give you my key as a young man of God to minister and you will start coughing. <coughs> your nose will be running. What's your problem? What's your problem? The problem is simple. You can't even face the spiritual warfare of the kind of calling that you have. You can't face it. But you need to come to the potter's house to know. Can you discern when Satan is actually prizing you? Like he's bargaining on your... Can you discern it? It's when you come to the potter, you will see you will see clay pots like you. They left you. They have not touched you. You saw the one that looked more beautiful than you. They broke it. Hey! What will you do? You will just... You will shake to your bone. I thought this one is untouchable. Do we have untouchable? I thought... This one is untouchable. Um, Mind them break them like this. Guy will be crying. Will be crying. Will be crying. You that is not even appreciable. You will stand one side. As they brought that one and kept him aside, they told you, I do what he's doing. This is where you will enter the duty. Is it not you are looking at a beautiful pot, literally far. You, when you see the person, you just they just break the bone, to keep him aside and say, "Oh yeah, continue from where." You asking yourself, "Lord, show me mercy. Where will I start? I don't know what to do." I don't, that's where everybody should have started. They are trying to rectify the fault line, foundational fault line that they made in the first one. Are you following me? Go to the potter's house. That's the first thing that must happen to a man in pursuit of the glory of God. The vessel of God's interest must experience not just one breaking, several breakings. 
There is nothing you can do about it. Sorry. There is no. I asked God many years ago, many, many years ago. I told him, Is there no other way? He said, mm. It's better you stop. There are some questions you ask God, He answers you. And you ask Him the second time. If He benevolently answers you the second time, if you ask Him the third time, He will close the door. Some of you have trespassed in the spirit by, by unguarded questions you asked. They open door to higher things for you. Instead of you to ask reasonable questions, you kept asking the same question that kept you in one place for the last five years. They have answered you before. You, the reason why you are still asking that question is because you are hoping that God will change his mind. He, what he told you is still standing. That's what he told you many years ago. You have not obeyed. When you get word, Listen to me. Progress is on the foundation of obedience. You have made as much progress as you have obeyed. Activity is not a proof of any obedience, any progress. It is obedience. Obedience, it takes a lot of... Arise! Go down to the potter's house and there I will cause thee to what? Hear my words. Hmm. Next verse. Then I went down to the potter's house and behold, what's happening there? What's happening there? Let's read that phrase together. One, two, ready, go. It's after me, I may walk on the wheels. I didn't hear you say it. It's after me, I may walk on the wheels. The potter's house. When you get down to the potter's house, you will see many works that is being wrought on what? The wheels. Different kinds of shapes, different kinds at different stages. There is a lesson to learn here. God is sending all of us to the potter's house to learn. Next verse. And the vessel that he made of clay was mad. What? Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. Let's wait. Let's. Let's read it together. That phrase together. All of us. One, two, ready, go. No, wait. That's enough. What? What does it mean for something to be mad? Like disfigured. Hey. That's a good word. Can you try? To be changed. Fine. You are very intelligent. Can you try? Sport. That's a very simple word. Sport. As he was molding your leg, disfigure. Say, hey, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? In Eba, he's seen a Niaja before. You are a sister, especially sister, sister. You will not now. You are born you for Lagos now. Raise your hand. Okay, you are in primary school. And submitted. So many times. You will do the thing, it will break. Is it not true? You will scatter it and what? Start afresh. After me, man. Start again. Start again. There is a vision. The instrument of interest 
that is in the heart of God must meet the expectation of the person that wants to use that instrument. There is no other way. Even if he is walking and notice a place, he has to. And he checks and he sees that the only way to correct this is to start afresh, is to mine it. You will say, Lord, my job, how can I survive? My job. Originally, your job is not supposed to suffer. It is simply that there is a disfigure. Maybe you are supposed to build from when you were in, on campus, when you were 19 years old. Up and down, up and down. You did not achieve anything. Five years passed on campus. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Five years has passed. Suddenly, you had another encounter and started pursuing God. Now, nah. when you now became serious, say, I, this work we want to do can only take five years to accomplish. What are we going to do? If you are God, say the truth. And this verse is so important to you. What are you going to do now? You need the person to be dedicated for five years. And you hope that the five years in campus would have offered if not all, but at least 70% opportunity. Now he's out of campus and he's looking for job. He found job in ExxonMobil and they're paying him 1.2 million. And the person came one day after a fresh encounter and said, Lord, I surrender. What would you do? Ask God. First of all, the job will have to suffer first. So after me, the job will suffer. See, everywhere is fire. So let me close. <laughs> you have to say the truth. Listen to me, fellow Christians and believers. It is because people don't tell you things the way it is. That's why you are praying nonsense prayer. Some of the prayer points in churches is not prayer points. It's the flesh. It's lack of understanding of God's dealings. If you are a believer, once he comes, you know you should not pray that this is part of the requirement of becoming who I should be in God. Some of the things people are praying to come out of is part of what God ordained to have so that you become who you should be. It's nothing else. Some of them is as a result of your misbehavior. Your lack of listening to God. You are now married as a sister. You have three children. Does it mean your calling has left just because you have three children i want to ask does marriage confer on you spiritual maturity no. you are in a hurry to marry now that you are married does it mean you have become whom god ordained what does he mean what does marriage actually mean there is it not that it is even a distraction and some people find themselves in such marriage and suddenly their husband is now not as lovely as it should be things are not as good as it should be you are now pushed to pray and fast more that you originally intended what's the problem there is something faulty with the molding in the beginning and you didn't afford us time now you are in marriage we created an environment that can only make you pursue god the chat the pursue, what god is looking for is not to solve your problem is to solve you You are that vessel. I say you are that vessel. I say you are that one God is looking for. Believe it. Are you seeing it? Whether you like it or not, if you have appeared here in Revival Hub and you are fasting with us, you are in the will of the potter. And he's whining you. 
suddenly you notice something or coach appear to you another one. That's more thing, that's more man, that's more remover. Do you know what he translated to your life? Do you know what he means? It can mean losing your relationship. Have you loved the damn cell before? We don't have time to x-ray it here. But a brother here, we are doing morning Bible study. A brother told us that he loved the damn cell. Loved the damn cell. When the damn cell finally rejected him, hello? The damn cell rejected him. He said he couldn't eat for two days. Couldn't, he was not happy. Two days. I want to ask, is that not a deliverance? Now, looking back, but that time he thought his world has gone. Things are, things are bad. Without you, I will die for you. I will die. For you. Both you and the person has not died. Nobody has died. In fact, if anything has happened, you have even found your destiny now. If what it takes. Meanwhile, this brother is actually not bad, a bad Christian. He is doing his best. If, if he continues on that line, he will become a normal church pastor in Nigeria. Are you getting the point? But the clay need to even be broken so that so that that heartbreak. Hello, I want to tell you something that you probably will not hear often. Some heartbreak, God allowed it. It's not a bad thing. That cry you we are crying. I told you I cry my own now. Everybody that is used by God mightily that has not cried in the secret. You, you have not experienced breaking. When God breaks you, you will not just cry in the spirit. You will cry physically. I found out on my journey that this breaking sometimes will happen many times. One day, something happened. And I think I went to one meeting and something happened in that meeting. Somehow, my wife, we are not married there, we are in that meeting and a few of my brother, where something happened in that meeting. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was not just broken, I was mad. Like they brought the thunder and broke it. They brought the pot, broke it. I cannot show weakness before my disciples. So as they were sitting in the room, I went inside to the bedroom. Sat down on the floor. I was crying. Tears everywhere. I cried. I have a ministration that night. Oh. I cried. After crying for long, I used water, washed my face, cleaned my face, jumped out, wore my suit. The man going to preach is a man broken. I was not the man that entered that. that. <laughs> if I bring the message I preached after that thing and give to you, something will be happening to you that you cannot explain. It is not what I'm saying. It is the brokenness. It is that something happened to me that will happen to every person that listens to it. The product of breaking the alabaster is that fragrance will spread everywhere. Everybody likes the fragrance. Nobody wants the breaking. The pain seems as if I, if I breathe hard, I will die. Seems as if, if I breathe hard, I will die. I'm telling you now. It seems as if I breathe hard, I would die. And it has happened to me many times, many times, many times, many times. 
when I found out, it took time, took time, and I found out that is the path to glory. You embrace it. You embrace it because when people see a man broken by God, they love what they are seeing. Even though they don't want to submit to the dealings that he has received. Are you following me now? Look at a man like Moses. Man know that he has a calling. In fact, he has stepped out to go and achieve that calling. But when God looked at heaven, he knew that the man that is about to wield the power that no man has wielded before is an unbroken man. When power comes in the hand of an unbroken man, he will cause damage for this kingdom of God. Even though God is the one that gave him. So he needed to break him. As soon as he went, he thought he was fighting for God. Then God, now, it, boom, he went to the wilderness for 40 years. By the time they came back, they told him, um, that's your calling. He said, I don't want to do it. Again. The same guy that wants to handle Mike by all means. All the time, if they actually say my calling, all the time, my calling, all the time, what God told me, what God told me. Are you the only one God spoke to? Keep that in one side and find God in the wilderness. What do you know? Can you bear the pain and still continue in the journey? If they tell you that your father died in the morning, can you carry him to the mortuary and preach without allowing the pain to enter your message? You are there now. My father died. The people got, that came there said that said that I'm heartless. That's why I'm not crying. They didn't know that I took my hand because God knew the thing I passed you, he took my heart and hanged it somewhere. He lacked the ability to submit to the fleshly pain. It took me two years to know that my father died. Two years. That's when I felt I was hanging somewhere. Do you know that place? One heartbreak can take your calling away from you. You need to go to the potter's house. See where people are made for their calling. One depression robs you of your anointing. One bad business robs you of your prayer life. You don't know what you are doing. You need to be broken. You need. You don't know this thing. People, just because they lost one contract, that's how they stop praying. You don't know. Some of them, something happened to them. They said they are backslide. That is, is this pastor. I, I was going to this pastor and they, they took my money. That's why I don't believe. I, 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 like, no, I, I don't believe. You don't know. You didn't encounter God. Stay one side. Keep that nonsense. Stay one side. Are you the only one that has lost something? What, what, you, what have you lost? What do you know? What have you lost? Have you lost father, child, daughter? What have you lost? People that gave us this gospel lost their life and said, we count it but joy. You think, where will you get to speak like that? Even if you decide that when something faces me, I will speak. When it comes, you can't. You can't. It's only it is worked in you before it is worked out of you. Say, help me, help me, Jesus, help me. Come to the potter's house. The same Moses now. 
They told him, I'm sending you to Pharaoh. Meanwhile, he used to handle small members. It is small members that send him to exile. When he was ready, they sent him to Pharaoh. He said he is no more going. When the big platform are coming, he said he is no more going. He is no more interested. That man has suffered a breaking. If not, if you didn't suffer that kind of breaking, you can't preach some messages. You stand on some stage, it swallows you. You will say what they want to hear. But if God has broken you in such a way that you don't even bother whether you come back to preach or you don't even know the difference between coming and not coming. What people read, it doesn't matter anything. I was talking with somebody. I told him, I don't feel the pressure that young people in ministry. I don't feel it. I don't, feel, I don't feel it. My pressure, I have a different pressure. And it's not what people feel. I have a different pressure. I have a meat that you know not of. I have a different pressure on my life. I have a, my pressure is not to be successful in me, to have car. God forbid. If it is, I won't be preaching this message for you. By, by the help of God, I've taught something. I can shake and make things happen. But I can't because there are things you, in fact, the true proof of meekness and power is what you can do and chose not to do. But if you can't do and didn't do, it doesn't make much difference. Is it not true? But when you can and didn't, that's when you have your power under control. Are you broken? Look at Paul. Look at Jacob. Man carrying the covenant. He ran out and tried to... No. Him and the angel fought till morning. When the day was breaking, it touched him here. And the thing dislocated. Anytime he remembers, she remembers her dislocation. She remembers where God touched her. Show me the father. Teach me his ways. I wanna know you. Holy Ghost. There is a way, there is a path that no foul know it. The vulture's eyes have not seen it. The lion's web has not trodden upon it. It is the path of glory, the path of the spirit. Can you pray for the next one minute and say, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Give me an encounter that will change my life. That's why we sang and prayed the other day and asked God to fix us. The reason why he needs to fix us here is because this place is the potter's house. Instead of God finding out later that there is, oh my God, may it not happen. Help us now. Help us. Help us now. Help us now. Help us now. Help us now. Help us to find you early. Help us to find you early. In Jesus. Mighty. Take this prayer to your secret place. And you will make progress. Tomorrow we start from morning session. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. I pray for you. I pray that they see. I'm afraid for some of you. You are not careful enough to know how to keep what God is doing in your heart.
don't lose your progress don't lose it don't use physical things only to judge don't lose your you might not you see it's coming easy to you now the day you lose it you will know what it takes to get it back you don't know what you are you don't know it treasure it treasure this moment every day you come things are happening you took it for granted a day will come you will cry and weep like Esau it has been taken away treasure it treasure it treasure what God is doing in your life that might be the difference between the generation that God wants to save through you if you don't become that man how will they be saved let's meet tomorrow the Lord bless you in Jesus name the Lord keep you in Jesus name you can cast your offering